Thank you for joining Bogard Press through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled Christ the Faithful Servant, a study through the Gospel of Mark. During this study, we will follow the life of Jesus and recognize that true greatness lies in manifesting the spirit of a servant. You can purchase your copy of this book along with many other study resources on our website, bogardpress.org. So grab your copy of the Fall 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for September 17, 2023 is entitled, The Servant's Authority. It comes from Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 24, and verses 35 through 43. The key verse, And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Mark chapter 4, verse 39. The application, The student will comprehend that the purpose of Jesus' miracles was to establish his authority as God, and to empower the student with the same authority to be a witness. Seeking the Context Explaining a miracle is like trying to describe the sound of the ocean to someone who is deaf, or a beautiful sunset to someone who is blind. In our limitedness, we are incapable of fully understanding God's limitless power. It is impossible to use human reasoning and natural processes to explain what is beyond nature and defies reasoning. Miracles are unexplainable, and this does not mean that they are unbelievable. By faith, we believe what we cannot explain. We believe God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing by simply speaking them into existence because that is what Genesis chapters 1 and 2 describe. But we cannot explain how he did it. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 1 through 3. This is the whole point of miracles. Believing a miracle requires us to have faith. Jesus did not perform miracles in a failed attempt to remove all sickness from the world. Certainly, Jesus had compassion on the ones he healed, but fixing people's problems was not the primary reason Jesus performed miracles. In fact, he refused to heal everyone. But the miracles he did perform were for one purpose, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. John chapter 20 and verse 31. Jesus' miracles were meant to bring people to faith. Those who claim that miracles are impossible are claiming to know everything possible. No one can boast of knowing everything possible in the universe. We are discovering new things about our universe almost every day. But even some so-called Christians deny the miracles of the Bible. Any claim someone makes is based on limited knowledge and limited experience. But our claim for the miracles of Jesus is based on the Word of God. Besides, the faith necessary to believe in a miracle is the same faith necessary to believe in Jesus for salvation. Mark focused more on what Jesus did than on what he said. Therefore, the miracles of Jesus make up a large portion of Mark's gospel. Mark wanted to convey Jesus' power and authority. And Jesus' miracles show that he has power over danger, 
demons, disease, and death. Anything that might come against us, Jesus has shown through his many miracles that he has already overcome them. It assures us that we serve a Savior for which nothing is impossible. Our lesson today focuses on Jesus' miracle of raising Jairus' daughter from the dead. Along with his many other miracles, it proved that Jesus is indeed the Christ, the Son of God, and salvation comes only through him. We also learned that as Jesus can overcome all things, there is nothing we should fear as we serve our miracle-working Savior. Why is it important to believe in the miracles of Jesus? Searching the text. Number one, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. And when Jesus was passing over again by the ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, My daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she might be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Jesus was continuing to minister in Galilee and had performed many miracles. Matthew 9.35 summarizes this time, saying, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. At this juncture, Mark recorded Jesus' miracle of calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. The disciples said, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mark 4 and 44. This was just one of the many lessons Jesus would teach the disciples on the Sea of Galilee, and each lesson assured them that the Lord could handle any possible danger they might encounter. There was no reason to fear, for the master of the universe was with them. Faith in him overcomes all fears. On the other side of the sea, near the city of Gadara, Jesus cast out a legion of demons from a man into a herd of swine. Matthew's gospel says there were two demonics, Matthew chapter 8 and 28. When the people heard what Jesus had done, they were afraid and asked him to leave. Mark chapter 5 verses 15 through 17. Jesus' miracles did not have the effect of leading them to faith, but the man who was delivered from uh, demon possession became a faithful witness of Jesus in this area. Verses 18 through 20. This formerly demon-possessed man was a daily reminder of the power of Jesus to dramatically change people's lives. Jesus and his disciples crossed back over the Sea of Galilee, likely arriving in Capernaum. Many people greeted him on his arrival, one of whom was Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue. Jairus took a great risk coming to Jesus publicly and asking for his help. He could possibly lose his position as ruler of the synagogue and respect of the Jewish leadership. This was why Nicodemus, 
Another ruler of the Jews came to Jesus at night, John chapter 3. But none of this mattered to Jairus, for his daughter was dying. He would rather lose his job and friends than lose his daughter. Jairus had heard of and maybe witnessed many miracles Jesus performed, and he was desperate for Jesus to help his daughter. Jairus showed faith in Jesus by coming to him and in believing that only Jesus could do something to help his dying daughter. Jesus rewarded this man's faith by going to his daughter. Can you describe a time in your life when you had a desperate need like Jairus? Did you take it to Jesus as Jairus did? Number two, thy daughter is dead. Mark chapter 5 verses 35 and 36. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. As Jesus went with Jairus to his home, a woman with an issue of blood made her way through the crowd touching his garment, and was immediately healed. Strangely, Jesus asked who had touched him, as if he did not know, and as if anyone could tell with so many people pressing around him. Yet Jesus wanted this woman and everyone around him to know that this woman was not only healed of her illness, but also saved from her sins. When Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole, Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Mark chapter 5 and verse 34. He proclaimed two things about this woman. She had been saved and she had been healed. The first time Jesus said whole in verse 34, the translation comes from a Greek word most often translated saved. It is also in the Greek perfect tense meaning that this woman's faith in Jesus had completely and forever saved her. The second time Jesus said whole, the word refers to her physical healing. It is important to see that she was first saved by her faith and then physically healed by Jesus' compassion for her. This was important for Jairus to hear because bad news was about to arrive. Someone coming from his house told Jairus that his daughter was dead. Fear gripped his soul. But Jesus said to him, Be not afraid, only believe. Verse 36. Jesus was telling Jairus not to give in to his fears, but to keep on believing. He came to Jesus seeking his help by faith. He had enough faith to believe Jesus could heal his daughter's sickness. His faith was strengthened as he witnessed a woman healed of her illness by only touching Jesus' garment. But did he have enough faith to believe that Jesus could raise the dead? What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalm chapter 56 and verse 3. Being the father of two daughters and now having a granddaughter, I understand Jairus' fear. Thankfully, I have never experienced a time when my daughters or granddaughter were near death. But I have feared for them. I am constantly praying for their safety and yet sometimes fear as I think of the danger uh, they face each day. The only remedy 
for such fears is faith in God. Trusting God to take care of our loved ones is the only way not to fear for them. Could Jarius do it? Can you describe a time when you overcame your fears through faith? Number three, the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Mark chapter five, verses 37 through 43. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he come in, he said unto them, Why make you this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with them and entered where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted damsel, I say to thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. When Jesus and Jairus arrived at his home, they were met with many mourners. This had to work on Jairus' emotion and against his ability to keep his faith. It was the ugly scene of death, and Jairus knew that the news of his daughter's death was true. But Jesus spoke words of hope to Jairus. Why make you this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Mark chapter 5 and verse 39. The crowd of mourners laughed. Jesus to scorn for saying such a thing. They probably thought, How can this man say this girl is not dead when we have seen her and he is not? We know what dead is, but this man obviously does not. But what about Jairus? What was he thinking? We sometimes find ourselves in a similar situation. Who do we believe? Will we believe what Jesus said or what those around us say? Will we believe the word of God or the words of the world? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10:17. To have faith means that we believe God's word over and above any other word. Unbelief laughs at God's word, but faith wholeheartedly believes it, is comforted by it, and experiences the power of God. Jesus ignored their mockery and put the crowd outside. They would not see the power of the Son of God because they did not believe. He entered where the little girl lay, and with the father, mother, Peter, James, and John, I cannot imagine the emotional surge that must have come over Jairus as he first looked at his dead daughter. Could his faith withstand the emotional blow? But Jairus did not have to wait long because Jesus went to work restoring life to his 12-year-old daughter. It was a tender moment as Jesus took the little girl by the hand and with gentle and compassionate words said, Talitha kumi, Mark chapter 5 and verse 41. Jesus called her a little lamb or a young girl and told her to arise. It was also a powerful moment because as soon as Jesus said those words, 
the little girl immediately arose, just that quickly and easily. Jesus had commanded her spirit to return to her body, Luke chapter 8 and verse 55, and she was no longer sick because Jesus commanded that she be given something to eat. Jesus proved that he has power over death, and everyone there was overwhelmed in great amazement. Mark used Jesus' original Aramaic words to reinforce the in-person eyewitness nature of his gospel. Likely Peter, who was there, told Mark the exact words Jesus said, yet Jesus gave stern command that no one else should know of this. Although Matthew wrote it was reported everywhere, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 26. I do not think Jesus was using some type of reverse psychology to get people to tell it because he had commanded similarly on other occasions. Mark chapter 1 verses 43 and 44, chapter 3 verse 12, chapter 7 verse 36, chapter 8 verse 26, and chapter 9 verse 9. So what was he doing? Jesus did not want to be known simply as a miracle worker. He did not want people to seek him only for a miracle. Jesus wanted to be known by the gospel and that he came to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. Too often people wanted to see Jesus only to see him work a miracle, Luke chapter 4 verses 23 through 30 and 23 and verse 8. People are not saved by seeing a miracle. People are saved by believing in the gospel of Jesus Christ. What about Jairus, his wife, and their little daughter? Did they become believers in Jesus Christ? I want to think so, but the Bible gives us no further information on them. It is possible that since Jairus' proper name was used, that he and his family were known among the churches when Mark wrote his gospel, meaning that they were likely believers. The faith of Jairus was evident earlier when he went seeking the Lord's help at first. In all of her life, Jairus' daughter was a living, breathing witness of the life-giving power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why do you believe or not believe in the miracles of Jesus? Setting the application. Yes, Jesus' miracles were meant to point people to faith. It was not the miracles, but their faith in Jesus that saved them. Too many today are looking for a miracle when we are warned that the next well-known miracle worker will be the Antichrist working in the power of Satan. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9-12 through 12. We must not be deceived by the working of miracles, but we must believe the gospel and love the truth of God's word. But we do serve a miracle-working Savior who conquered all while on earth. He overcame danger, demons, disease, and death. Jesus can overcome anything and everything we might face in this life. We have nothing to fear if we have faith in Jesus. But who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? 1 John chapter 5 and verse 5. Can you describe how faith in Jesus enables you to overcome the world?
Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from Christ the Faithful Servant. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.